Ashoka Precious Cargo is a D&D homebrew campaign with violent themes and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. Aloha, Kako friends. Happy Friday. My name is Eli, and I am your dungeon master. I'm Aaron A. Pabst, and I am Trig. <laughs> I'm Allegra, and I'm playing Shodi. I am Amanda, and I'm playing Snowball. I'm Caleb, and I'm Anchor. I'm Sergio, and I'm playing Rad the Sea Turtle. I'm Zakia, and I'm playing Kenny. Welcome back to Mayday Roleplay and our continuation of our homebrew campaign, Ashoka Precious Cargo. We want to give a warm shout out to those who subscribe to us on Patreon. Your contributions allow us to grow and expand and we are now on Twitch. We have awesome things in store like Aaron at the Sheep Farm, Sergio leads us through Ironsworn Eye of the Storm, and Lake teaches us about some heroes you should know about. We got a couple of one shots as well as a three-part debrief of our first campaign campaign Delta Green Doom to Repeat, which are now available on VOD and wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to like and subscribe and tell a friend about us. We'd love to share our stories with you. And if there isn't anything else, why don't we continue our story? Okay, Bron, let's sit down and have the next part of the story before bed. Although maybe Anchor should tell you since you can't understand me. But I suppose he's busy running the ship and I'm not talking to Rad unless I absolutely have to. So I suppose you're stuck with me. Right, uh, we last left off, the pirates were trying to sail through a big stormy wave to get their treasure to safety. Through all their powers combined, they burst over the top of the wave and slid down into calmer waters. But little did they know there was a traitor on their boat. It was the turtle man, uh, Grad, who had sailed them in the wrong direction into the storm. He'd taken them far off course on their mission to deliver their treasure to safety and put them all in grave danger. He even lied to his half-giant friend, Koti, when they'd asked him specifically if he was lying. The pirate with the boomsticks, um, we'll call him Grig, and the pirate who healed people and wore a mask, uh, Benny, wanted to throw him overboard, but Snowball and the captain, or vice-captain, whatever, anchor, shit, uh, no, sails, sure, sails, sails and Snowball wanted to keep him safe. They said that Grad felt bad, and they'd only been trying to protect his family and his aunt, who was a seal. I'm still not clear on that part. Anyway, the pirates decided to stop on a nearby island in the Rokewood and look for supplies and fix up their ship. Benny found a special magical bird called a honey guide that led them deep into the jungle and the pirates found an oasis there with clean water and lots of plants and some special bugs that Sails remembered from his home. It was beautiful, but the pirates felt like they were being washed the whole time. Snowball and Grad, the traitor, decided to blow up a tree so Snowball could learn to surf. Benny and Sails and Koti, with their treasure strapped to Koti's back, followed the honey guide deeper into the forest. As they walked, Benny almost fell into a pit with sharp sticks at the bottom, but Sail caught her just in time. After that, things in the jungle started to get a bit weird, so the pirates decided to make their way back to the ship. The whole way there, the treasure was talking to the wind, things the rest of the pirates couldn't see. The wind even tried to take their treasure away at one point, but once again the pirates managed to keep her safe. Then one of the pirates remembered that the Rokewood crossed over with the Feywild, and all the strange happenings seemed to make sense, I guess. To get back on course to deliver their treasure safely, the pirates had to trick Hamukepa, the monster wave who gave Grad his powers, so with a new spell to make the area around them look different, and Grig being pulled behind in the water to keep them on course, the pirates set their way back towards their destination. That seems like a good place to stop tonight. I hope me telling you these, like a story, will 
I don't know, maybe it'll be less scary. Or when you remember it later, it'll be less dramatic. You're just a baby after all. This is a lot for one person to handle. I think Kenny thinks it's silly that I do it this way, changing the names and such. Maybe she's right. I just hope you don't remember, you know, me vomiting a slug or setting things on fire or you almost being taken. And now that I say it out loud, this plan sounds entirely insane. Maybe we should do something else. But not you. It's time for little treasures to go to sleep. Sweet dreams, Baron. Dusk is beginning to settle in as you guys leave this uncharted island, resupplied with wood to fix and repair your boat, as well as some food to last you for the next few days. Rad has casted hallucinatory terrain and has made it look as if you guys are heading south as he reveals his one eye behind his eye patch. And you guys continue towards the eastward part of the Rokewood, towards the channel between Tutus and Bouquet. Anchor, I believe you were... Rad was on helm and anchor you have spent a good part of the uh, remaining daylight uh, repairing what little bit of the ship needed to be after that storm and as you guys are continuing on trig <laughs> yeah you're at the bottom of the ocean <laughs> damn right i am oh, yeah. with uh well, not at the bottom bottom well, there's a rope to keep me from going all the way down yeah but you're dangling off the side of the ship on a string being pulled through the boat <laughs> through, through the water I'm Roll me a roll me a perception check because you're underwater. <laughs> oh god. That is gonna be 18. Much like lore. You can tell above you that uh, dusk is starting to settle in, and soon it'll be very dark. You see just wilds amounts of like pods of like fish sailing through uh, kelp fields and and various amount of things of open ocean. But after like an hour or so, uh, what looks like a, a tiny little silvery looking fish. And what's noticeable about it is the very thick amount of teeth it has. But it's very tiny, a very small thing. But it's by itself, but it's kind of swimming quickly towards you. Well, it has gigantic teeth. Like for its size, it's got very noticeably large. I'm gonna shoot it! What? <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> Roll an attack. Jesus. That's gonna be a 19 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Roll damage for it. And seven points of damage. You, uh, it starts to like wiggle quickly towards you uh, with its like little snapping jaw and you quickly draw your uh, crossbow and you strike through it as the arrow just connects yeah. straight into its mouth. It's still kind of wiggling, but it's slowly like fail, uh, like starting to like teeter and fall down like you hit it s square and cleanly. Can I, can I try to grab it? Yeah, I mean, it's easy enough to reach out and, and grab it, but as you do grab it, you notice that there's now two more of those silvery fish. Uh, I start pulling on the line back up to the boat. 
and then as, as you're tugging on as you're tugging on it like more of them start to just appear as it's slowly grabbing like a whole swarm somebody up, up top roll a perception check to see if you've noticed <laughs> the line being pulled i'll roll oh i'm so sorry bud 20 Chody, you're you're hanging out with Baron, and you're towards like the back of the boat where where the steering is. And as you're like holding her up, and you kind of like threw her up into the air for a second, you do notice that the line that you remember Trig was attached to is starting to like pull and move very quickly. It's like being oh, tugged. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll grab onto it and just start reeling it in because that's kind of a universal sign for help. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just be like, oh, all right, yes, good, and I'll set Baron down and I'll start just rolling it up. Uh, as you're starting to just pull it up, Trick, you feel the, the sensation of being lifted, but you just notice as you're being lifted, the silvery-jawed fish are just swarming and now are trying to attack you. <laughs> Does a 13 hit? No. No. No? Okay. No. This, like, swarm of fish almost, like, swarms around you as they try to, like, bite at you, but your your bit of your armor is, is not enough to break through their tiny teeth, but there's a lot of them just, like, darting at you and trying to bite at you. I showed you, roll me an athletics check. 15. Using all of your <laughs> Goliath strength, you have one good tug and you start to see, like, a bit of what looks like Trig <laughs> flailing around um, as you're almost very close. Tr- uh, Trig, roll me a perception check as you're about to breach the surface. Nine. You get, like, a really hard tug as, like, all of Shodi's strength has lifted you very close to the top. And as you're kind of being pulled up, you can't, some of your vision is obscure, but all of a sudden that silveriness of those fish disappear in a shadow as you're being pulled up out of the surface. (laughs) What the fuck? What'd you say? What's down there? There's fish down there. Well, no shite, there's fish down there. It's the ocean. With teeth. They have teeth. Yes, fish generally have teeth. But like disproportionately large teeth. And they were snapping at me. Okay. Well, you're here now. They're down there. You're not going to be bit by a fish anymore. Aren't you? Aren't you supposed to be like quite the fighter and like big and strong and not scared of fish? The fish had teeth. Okay, I understand. Um, do you, do you know what kind of fish they were? I got no idea. They were silver, and as I've said, ah! <laughs> you feel a bite on your ankle. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, uh, Something bites you on the ankle. <laughs> I'll reach down and like grab him with an arm. As you, <laughs> as you get pulled out, there's like this this tiny silvery jaw there, fish. There, there, there's one of them. There's one of them. Can I try and like grab it and look at it? Yeah, with your large hands, you pluck it off of Triggs. <laughs> Uh, ankle as you drop him onto the deck. Um, it's like, it looks like a piranha of some kind, but it's like feverishly like squirming in your hand. You see? It's a fish with teeth. Oh, I see what you mean. These are quite creepy. I'm sorry I made fun of you a bit. That was, that was very, very mean of me. I'm very sorry. Please, please throw it away. Well, I... Please throw it back in the water. Okay. Alternatively, we can eat it. Well, too late. Well, now I threw it. You, throw, you told me to throw it in the water. I threw it in the water. But then I had a second thought, which is they tried to eat me, so I'm gonna eat it. Well, I I can go back and try and get it if you want me to. No, 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 no. Then they're gonna then they're gonna just bite you. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad you're not hurt. 
Or not terribly hurt. I'm struggling to remember why I went down there in the first place. I think our idea was that you'd be able to keep us on course underwater because you wouldn't see the, the hallucinatory terrain or whatever it's called. But then I realized the ocean looks the same underwater. So I think it was just a foolish plan. I don't understand anything you, you just said, but I think that plan tracks right, just fine. sure. Do you want to go back underwater? No. No. Okay. I'll just walk from up front of the boat. I'm going to help them steer. Make sure we're not going back in the direction that... I've also realized that we don't know if, if Rad is actually doing what he said he's doing because he's already lied to us once. So he could be just lying to us again and sending us back into the storm even though he said he wouldn't. But he could be lying again. You know, you know, what, I, you know what I think we should do about that? Well, I know you think we should kill him, but I don't think that's a good idea. No, 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 no. Well, that, sure. But do you want to know what I think we should do about that that might be a little bit more agreeable? I think you're going to tell me anyway, so just go ahead. We capture a regular, non-sapient turtle. We make soup out of it. Oh, and we all eat it to send a message. That um, ought to keep him in line, at least for a few You know, minutes. you are standing on the back of the ship, and Rad is steering. Huh. <laughs> I'm talking real quiet. I'm talking in a whisper. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's certainly an idea. Um, I don't know how comfortable I am killing a turtle because they're so gentle. Oh, I'll take care but of it. You just gotta eat it. I don't know that I'd feel comfortable even eating it just a little because sip. they're so gentle. Just a little sip. That's all. That's all. Why don't Why don't you get a second opinion? I'm not. A, I'm not a good opinion for this one. Maybe. Maybe check with Kenny or. or I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put you down as a yes on that one. Oh, I wouldn't say I'm a yes. Specifically, I wouldn't say I'm a no either, but somewhere in between, perhaps. I don't think I've given you that option. Well, I've given myself that option. You're not in charge of me. Anybody else doing anything on the ship? All right, so that's one yes. After finishing my repairs, I think I'm going to take the remainder refuse wood that I have, if I have any left, and I'm going to go up to Trig and lay them down at his feet and say, I believe this is for your project. Ah, all this extra wood? Yes. I look forward... The load of wood, if you will? Yes. I look forward to whatever it is you put together. Well, I need some, like, stuff from, like, a town or something to get started. So it's not going to be terribly useful until we find a port to stop over at. It's okay. I just thought I'd show my support. I want to be Thank encouraging. I, I, can't wait to, I can't wait to give it a shot. Thank you, Dad Captain. Of course. Thank you. <laughs> Dad mate. Uh, and then I'm gonna go up to Rad, too. Uh, Rad, have we hit the channel yet? Do you feel the change in, in wind? I think so. I think you're kind of better at navigating than I am, but I was gonna say we've got several hours, probably at least another 12 hours before we can see behind the, the illusion. I, I, I was thinking that when it drops, yeah. I should maybe have the eye patch down. I'm like, Kind of like profile talking to you, you know, trying to keep the, the eye not really looking in your direction. But the point is you should at least have a minute to, like, see where we actually are and, like, course correct, right? Mm-hmm. And then we can throw it right back up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, I'm good with that plan. Do you want me to take over at the helm? Uh, I think I should maybe get some rest, yeah. Perfect. You go get some rest. Uh, he starts to go, but then he kind of stops and turns and says... Uh, Anger, could, could I get your advice? 
Of course. Uh, I can give you my advice. I get the feeling you're like the only dude that trusts me on this ship. Uh, how do I win the trust of the other guys back? Well, you do it the same way that you lost their trust. It's through your actions. You demonstrate in everything you do that you're part of the team. Eventually, they won't have any evidence against you. You just have to keep down that path of telling us the truth and keeping us informed and doing the thing you think is right. And eventually, what will they have to say against you? Yeah, I suppose you're right. It's as simple as that. Okay. Just don't get too down on the idea that they hate you. It doesn't really matter in the long run as long as you know you're right. Uh, yeah, I guess I've just always kind of worried whether people think of me. I mean, I do some pretty bad stuff sometimes. Uh, I don't know, it's getting to me. Well, we all do. We're creatures of choice. It's more important that the good outweighs the bad. Thanks, dude. I'll just get going. Of course. At first, start to like move towards where maybe generally everyone is usually taking their naps and just kind of look around and see that I'm not really wanted and I'll... I'll find Ponch and kind of snuggle up next to her. Um, you find a nice little corner tucked away, like off the side, where you and Ponch can take a rest. Um, if Anchor is staying up for first watch, is there anybody else who's joining? Uh, him? I'll, uh, I'll stay up as well. I'm okay. not the best when it comes to navigation, so I'm just going to go to kind of like the front of the ship, but I'm going to have like my uh, long, uh, rough piece of wood. And I'm just going to slowly, very slowly, just kind of like smooth it over with like my, my sharp nails and just like kind of just almost like with my uh, scale, like kind of sand it down just as like, you know, just like as a, like a meditate, like very calming. And as I just kind of like sense out around to make sure there's nothing spying or following us. Okay, cool. Anchor and you, Snival, roll me perception checks as everybody else kind of settles in for the evening. Um... Can I say I re-upped uh, water breathing on everyone sure. before I go to bed? I have a nap. I've got a dirty 20. <laughs> you both notice that it's a fairly clear evening, given the fact that over the last few days it's been kind of stormy. Um, there's not a cloud in the sky, and you can kind of just see plethora of stars just raked across the sky. And the, the sea is pretty calm to the point where you can see the nice reflection of the stars above and it kind of even looks like you don't know where the stars end and where the sea begins and the, where the horizon meets um, both. Um, Snival, you're, you're working on your little surf, surfboard. You're using your claws to sand down this one piece that seems to be just a little bit too rough for your liking. Um, and even though the stars above you got, reflect more of the south part of the Rokewood where you're intending to go, it's very nice. And Snowball, you're just kind of just continuing to just work on your board when you all of a sudden just kind of feel something next to you since you're kind of towards the front of the boat, towards the edge. And when you look over, you notice that it's Baron, who's awake, like wide awake. And it's just kind of looking out at the ocean. And you kind of just see the wisping of her white hair kind of just blowing, even though it's fairly calm out. And she's kind of looking out into the, the middle of the ocean. You kind of, like, acknowledge. Uh, I would say, can I stop sanding? Take, uh, kind of wipe the wood off her hands and, like, gently pat 
child's head and see if she has a reaction. Um, she kind of like jolts a little bit because she wasn't expecting it, but when she realizes it's like you, she just kind of gives you like a little smile, small like smile as she kind of like looks up at you as you're kind of tousling her hair. You know, you, you take in her small little four-year-old face and the little markings that kind of run down like the sides of her like eyes down to the back of her neck and that same matted like iron looking stone that just sits in the, the center of her forehead. She's just looking at you with a casual little childish smile and you kind of start to feel some of your senses that you project emanating and radiating from from her and from that small stone in the middle of her Um, forehead i'm gonna actually look into her really quick okay you see the scales that all all mortal creatures that you've sensed into has and Varan is, of course, her her scale is tipped more towards the life side of, of the scale as she is incredibly young. She has so much more life to live from what yeah. you can tell. Um, and you have a sense of good and uh, good just emanating from her. But you also just see in the middle of the scale itself that matted iron stone that just sits there. And you can see it just pulsing and kind of... Um, retracting this energy back and forth like it's alive like it, it ebbs out and then like flows in and it just keeps pulsating back and forth I'm going to uh, uh, I'm going to put the wood down and I'm gonna get into uh, a sitting position and I'm gonna motion for Ron to do the same thing mm-hmm. if you lock me to teach you how to meditate I don't think she'll listen to me, but I'll see if she mirrors my actions. She sees you uh, taking a seat right down, and now, like, you taking that seat, you kind of match her height. And she's kind of curious about it, but she eventually takes a seat down next to you. It's not, like, crisscross. It's just kind of like, you know, like a kid just (laughs) trying to just at least sit down and follow you to an extent. But she's across of you, and she's looking at you. Take my hands and like put it like around my chest to show like deep breath in, deep breath out. I'm just gonna repeatedly do it. See, she mimics me. It, it takes a moment. Uh, she's kind of like looking at you curiously. It doesn't seem like you're doing much, but she eventually just like, straightens up a little bit and kind of looks like she's breathing in and out. But you know, she's trying to copy you. I'm going to. Ch- I'm just gonna literally just try to see if I can just get this child to meditate because <laughs> I don't have any games or with me or I don't know what to do with her. So I'm just gonna be like, breathe in and breathe out, breathe in and breathe out, see if she copies and falls asleep. You you both sit there for a while and you're just kind of trying to show her how to breathe and, and, and meditate. And eventually, like, she just kind of starts to just really pick up on you and emulate you. And, and she's taking these deep breaths in and out. It's starting to just like match a certain rhythm, a certain pace. Her eyes just start to lull and go and close as she kind of see her mind kind of drifting off into sleep. As she kind of just falls into that trance that meditation kind of brings you, you notice the stone on her forehead starting to glow. That iron color just has this whitish ethereal glow coming from it. And then after a while, there's just this like bright, just fucking burst that like shoots up into the sky. Roll me a perception check. 15. As that like burst like beams goes up into the sky, you see that it kind of scatters up against the hallucinatory terrain and you can kind of see that small rippling um, against that spell. But you see that that light kind of spreads out into like four different points and it goes off into various directions like north, south, east, west. Like it was like heading into a specific direction. 
And then when you look down, you notice that Baron has drifted off to sleep finally and is like now curled up on the deck right in front of I you. Will take like that side sash I have and I'll like put it under uh, I'll put it under her head so she at least is not sitting on the very very hard wood and I'll take tear off a piece of cloth warm it up like kind of do a, a warm breath and then lay it on top of her as well and just kind of sit there and continue to meditate Okay. Anchor, you did see this as well as you were as you were navigating and traversing. But the night continues on and nothing seems to happen. We'll do a ship switch. Who's the two people who would like to take the second part of watch? I'm going to stay at the helm, even if, you know, two people want watch too, just so I can make sure Rad gets the full eight because he was sailing okay. for a while. As the night continues on... Shodi, you're just keeping patrol. You notice first that Barad is out on the deck and not where you had originally put her, but looks like she's curled up, like right in front of Snival, who was meditating. Uh, but she's out like a light, just curled and snoozed under a little blanket. Other than that, between the both of you, the night just seems to go on as smoothly as it possibly can. And nothing seems to bother you guys. Nothing seems to be out of place. But you guys are continuing your, your course. So we have, I guess, one more watch, because Anchor, you do need to sleep, right? Or are you going to just power through and take an exhaustion yeah. point? No. I'm going to wake Rad up for this one. Rad and Kenny, you guys don't see much. Rad, you know that you're you're maintaining course and you're getting towards where you believe, like on the map, you know where you're heading. You're still heading towards the northern parts of Tutus. Um, and you know that by now, maybe within the next few hours, you'll be kind of reaching the like the opening part of that channel, um, which is about the time. The Windspire Channel? The Windspire Channel, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll be reaching it when my spell drops or like around now we'll be reaching it? Gotcha. Uh, when your spell drops will be about the time that you... We'll be reaching gotcha. that channel. Kenny, you, you kind of are looking around. Everybody's sound asleep. The the night is calm. Nothing, again, seems out of place. Anchor, as you fall asleep, your mind just kind of drifts away. You remember the last moments you were at Tutu's, and you remember the man that you had looked into his eyes. You just remember those piercing green eyes between that helm. And you held that gaze, both of you, just staring into it. And the longer you just kind of, like, remember that gaze and you're, like, looking in those green eyes, the more that you kind of feel a familiarity mm. about it. It seems really oddly familiar to you. And you feel like you're just, like, right there in that moment where you could just reach out and, like, pull off his helmet and, like, get a real good look at this this guy's face as he's kind of holding you in his grasp and his grip. Did you want to take off his helm? Oh, 100%. I want to see who this is. As you pull the helm off of his head, what you see is an image of yourself. The same green eyes that you have, just in this guy's armor, just looking at you with just the evilest, malicious looking, just grin. And you just- I think I'm shocked for a moment. Almost out of rage at myself, I'll strike at him. Yeah, I mean, you try to 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 move. You try to to strike at him, um, but it doesn't seem like you can actually just move. You're just still just like looking at him. And as you kind of try your your heart to see like the fire and, uh, and like the burning of the city of Tengu that you remember last seeing them, and it, it's just a truly frightening scene to just see yourself in the place of this and knowing who's involved and your place in all of that. 
and you just sit there for a minute and then the night seems to pass kenny as you're kind of patrolling um through the night you just kind of notice that anchor is kind of just shifting and moving just a little bit unsettling um as he sleeps but you know eventually the the night stretches into day before the end of the night rad would probably as he's at the helm call over punch and he would just whisper in Ponch's ear and say, Hey, um, go bother Kenny. J- j- just like, just act like you want something, uh, okay? Until until she has, like, no choice but to, like, ask me, uh, like, what you want, you know what I mean? Pa- uh, Ponch gives you kind of, like, a curious nod, but eventually she crawls and scoots her way over to, to Kenny. What, fish? Kind of just, like, <laughs> nudges Kenny off to the, uh, like, on the side, like, bumping up against her. <laughs> He's kind of giving you that same look that that bird was kind of giving you on that island, but nudges you again with, with its head. Last time I followed an animal, I almost landed up in, in a hole. So we're sailing over a big hole. Like, be, be cool about this. Alright? So it just starts barking just a little like once at you and then like pushes you again. This is, this is bullying. You're being like scooted over by how big <laughs> the seat is. Which... Like when Kenny kind of eventually just finds her way closer to me, I think I'll, I think Rat will look over and just be like, hey. Ah, no. And I turn back to Potch. No. I thought it was something important. What, what, what's going on? Ponch just kind of rolls over. Oh, 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 looks like Ponch is hungry. Thanks for pointing that out, um, Kenny. You, you, you want to feed him a fish? Kenny's going to stay for a long time. He, he really likes this this one kind. Um, they're called Silver Jaws. Um, you ever had Silver Jaw? No. Well, the, the, the trick is, and I'll, and I'll like try to reach in the water and see if I can grab a Silver Jaw. Roll me a survival check. Okay. Uh, 19. You take a moment to kind of like. <laughs> I literally, I don't catch it. I'm just waiting for one to bite yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. You just, you just, you then just dunk your hand underneath and you just kind of give it like a little like wiggle and you just wait for a moment and eventually just hear like, you, you kind of like do that wince when something like. <laughs> oh my god. Pull, pull, pull it off my fingers and be like, um. He, he likes it when you, like, kind of take the teeth out. So I just start pulling out these sharp little jagged teeth. And then, and then I'll hand it to her and say, go ahead. She, okay. she loves it. When, when Kenny sees Rat do that, she's going to do that, like, flinching thing where you, like, reach for your, like, essentially first aid kit and, like, stops herself. Um, and then takes the fish and, like, holds it. When, when kids go to petting zoos and they don't want to, they're just like... <laughs> just holding it out and keeping eye contact with Rad and just holding it out to Ponch. Ponch. <laughs> yeah, and, and I like, I single the Ponch, like, come on. Ponch kind of like lazily like rolls over, does that thing where it like stretches out its neck and like sniffs it for a second, <laughs> gives a look to Rad and then just like bites into it. Wow, you're really good with animals. Uh, d- didn't I see you have an animal? L- like a little. Was it like a ferret or something? What was the thing in the first session that you had? A little wormling? I had a lizard. Oh, it was like a lizard. I had a lizard. I had a, yes, uh, I had a lizard, but that's not like my pet. It just won me money. I don't know where that lizard is now. Oh. The, the island blew up. I don't know. 
how that thing is doing. Sorry for your loss. It's fine. It was fast, so it probably got away, I, I assume. Yeah. What are we doing here, Rat? Huh? I fed your fish, that fish dog, and that was cool. It's very cute. That's why I'm over here. We're just having, like, normal conversation. I, I, I guess we just accidentally bumped into each other because of Ponch. <laughs> what, what a coincidence. Uh... Oh, come on, Kenny. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to correct my mistakes and to prove to you that I'm a cool dude. I see your effort. I appreciate it. But I am contractually bound to hate you now. <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you. Because you've given me no reason to. But we're not friends. Like I said, I'll feed your fat fish dog. And we can talk. But we don't have to be friends. Please don't stick your hand in the ocean again. Well, Anger says uh, you can hate me, but... I'm gonna be nice to you anyway. How do you like that? My boy. It would be safer for <laughs> you if you did. Yeah, I guess you have a point. Uh, Alright, well... I'll go back to sailing now. I'm gonna take out the map that I've been hoarding this entire time. Um, and, like, chest pass it to him. That might be helpful. Ooh. Sleep well. Go back. Oh, never mind. It's gonna be day. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> you too. The rest of the night is uninterrupted, um, as it eventually stretches into early morning. It's about seven or eight o'clock when everybody else begins to stir. But it's not about. Un Can I pick up fish teeth and put yeah, them in my seashell pouch? Sure. <laughs> I pick up all this, all the, all the spooky fish teeth. The silver jaw teeth. <laughs> silver jaw teeth. And they now live in my seashell pouch. Did we, is it morning? Okay. Did we finish our rest? Yes, it is morning. You guys have finished your rest collectively between all of you. It's going to be about the afternoon, maybe one-ish, two o'clock, uh, before you guys reach uh, the channel, or about when Rad had casted uh, that spell. So if we're going to get close to the, the, the spell ending, I'll definitely lower my eye patch or have it already been lowered for like a little mm -hmm. bit. And then yeah, I'll just I'll just tell Anchor to kind of take over and uh you know just just re-steer us if we're kind of mm -hmm. if we've been off course or something. But I'll do like a countdown, let let him know when there's like thirty seconds, fifteen seconds left before it drops. Cool. Oh, uh when Trig wakes up, he shouts, Eureka! Does anybody yes. have a fishing net? Uh, I have a net. Can I borrow it? Sure, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw the fishing net out, and I'm gonna see how many of these silver jaws I can catch. Who gave him piranha? This is terrible. Only a survival check. Well, that's gonna be a 14. While he's fishing, Rad is standing next to him, and Ponch comes up beside him and is like, "You, you want to touch Ponch?" Not, not even a little bit. I'm a little busy right now. Okay, cool. That's cool. That's cool. So, Trig, you, you take, uh, you take uh, Rad's net regardless <laughs> of the yeah. attempt of friendship, and you you cast it out just very eloquently out into the open water as it kind of sails a little bit past you as you kind of hold on to it. 
few minutes go by and eventually you start to just feel like a wild just like moving of just like multiple frenzy of fish. <laughs> uh, roll, me a, uh, roll me an athletics check. I'm gonna get him. If you see him starting to reel them in, I'll certainly try to help Okay. Oh, so do I have advantage? Yeah, roll advantage since Rad will be helping you. Uh, that is a 15. Okay, I'll pull the net in. How many of them did I get? You start pulling, like, at the last, like, once it, like, breaches and you just see, like, just, like, the frenzy of, like, fish. Yeah. Rad comes down and, like, helps you pull it up. Um, when you do, there's about, uh, 15 little tiny, uh, silver, silver yeah. jaws. When they come up on the deck, I'm just gonna start clubbing them with my crossbow to kill them. <laughs> oh. Okay. Right, uh, Rat, Rat takes his net back and sees like there's a lot of damage, like irreparable damage to it. And I point it out, but I'm like, uh, it's, uh, but that's cool, you know, it's what you do for friends, you know? And just start putting it back. I hand belt. him a single gold and say, we're not friends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. And <laughs> then I'm going to take these 15. Silver jaws. I'm gonna lay out a little, um, uh, like extra skin or something. And I'm gonna start pulling all the teeth out of the silver jaws. And if anybody walks by and asks me what I'm doing, I'm gonna look them up, look up at them with crazy eyes, and say, collecting shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, I've got a few more of them if you want them. I've got a couple extra, and I'll reach in my, like, my seashell pouch and I'll pull out the, like, handful. But those are like your souvenirs. I couldn't take those from you. Well, I'm keeping three of them, and you can have the rest. I don't really need that many. Trap no I just want to point out, I'm the one that started this trend, okay? Bye. <laughs> no. <laughs> Shody looks like they're gonna respond, and then just kind of waves off the impulse and turns back to Trig. Trig, I've actually been meaning to talk to you about something. Yeah. What? You said that you look for bad people to fight or hurt or... Execute, Okay, yes. great. Um, what does your going rate for that go? What does my going rate for that go? Yeah, for, for like hiring you or something. Uh, it depends on who's asking. Usually I just roll into town, I find somebody, I ask them how the people that are in charge are treating them, and if they say badly, I just go kill the people in charge and I don't take anything from the people that said that they were bad to me. Hmm. Now, if it's more of a, uh, assassination, that might be a different story. Well, I'm not sure it's entirely an assassination. It's more of a dismantling of an establishment. Go on. Um, well, there are some very bad people um, in Sasan, and they do very bad things, and I am working on trying to get rid of them, and I've been doing it alone for a while, and it's not really working by myself. But you're very capable, and you're full of rage, and I'm also full of rage. And I would like to propose an alliance, or a working partnership. I don't know exactly what I'd have for you, but... You had me and very bad people. I'm fucking in. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Obviously, it'll be, it'll be a bit until we can go and try and fix all the things they've done, but I just wanted to put the idea in your head. Uh, you don't gotta say much to convince me. I didn't think I would. All right. 
Well, that's good to know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to collecting my shrapnel now. Please do. Um, thank you for low-key agreeing to help me. We haven't yeah. fully. I appreciate it. You're quite a strange man, but I like you. I've heard that aloud. I mean, the first part. Well, now you've heard the second part. Well, I'm glad that somebody finally took notice. I'm gonna stand up and pat his head and go back to doing whatever I was doing with Bron. Collecting shrapnel. Did I hear Chody just take a hit out on several people? (laughs) (laughs) Roll roll me a perception check. (laughs) I mean, you guys are like all there, like waking up and stuff. Not a big boat. Not a big boat. (laughs) They weren't really trying to hide it that much. I was gonna say, they weren't subtle. Yeah, it's a 21. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, you're kind of like at the, like, you were like laying down, like crisscross, like sleeping when you just hear this conversation and you kind of like look over and up. <laughs> and you, you definitely heard everything that they said. Okay, for later. That's so fucked up. Paul is, uh, I was gonna say, making sure after Bron's like with Shody or just taking care of, uh, I actually want to go approach Anchor really quick but before I pass is uh, is Trick like eating the fish or is he just like discarding the actual fleshy parts no I'm just like all the like all the parts that would be useful to like 99.9% of people I'm just carelessly casting aside right so I'm I'm gonna grab like the chunks of actual edible fish and I'm gonna go ahead and like grab a couple pieces and I'm gonna kind of like far away Blow like like a little bit of fire and smoke on it, cooking it. Raise them. <laughs> like smoke salmon. Yeah. Smoke salmon all day. I mean, I'll, I'll pass out a couple to everyone in route to anchor, but uh, <laughs> I will extend one. I want to approach him and be like, "Did you see that thing last night? The uh, lights in the sky." I did. I was wondering what that was. I assumed it was something you did. No, I just it came from the child, but. I'm not a navigator by nature, so that's why I wanted to know more about that. Oh, I don't know that I could give you any more information than, than you have, to be honest with you. Right, Eli? Would, would I have any inclination here? Um, you do remember that uh, Nock, at the beginning, who commissioned you guys for this, had mentioned that Baron had something t- uh, was tied to something known as a soul render. Mm-hmm. But between the collective hold, you guys didn't know quite what that was. Right. Maybe this has something to do with her origins. Can you just be extra alert when it comes to anything? Because I, I, I have faith in Rob, but I just, with what was just shown. I just want us to be extra cautious when we traveling around. I promise you, Snival, I would not let anything happen to you people. I care about you deeply. I I have a favor to ask of you in return, though. Go on. You have a sense for things, it seems. Um, a sight that sometimes feels much better than my own. Do you have any idea who that was that we fought on that dock? Eli, did I... Uh, uh going backwards. Did I pick up on any? I was about to say, I I don't remember. I remember vaguely, like, that person on the dock when I sensed it. Mm -hmm. Was it, uh, what was that? Were they otherworldly or something? Roll me, um, just roll me a history track to see if what you remember, because that was... She's smart. No, not today she is. Okay. (laughs) I got a four. Okay. 
with every yeah. with that, with everything that went on at Tengu Atoll and and the fact that you had a, a, a jarring more jarring experience than some of the others, you can't quite remember about those that you had engaged towards the end. You do remember there was like a sensing of fear, and that was about it. I'll give you that. That's right. Right. Uh. Uh. uh okay. I'm gonna extend uh, anchor another piece of fish, and I'll be like, that's uh, that being on the the doll. He is definitely one. I don't experience this often, but when I tell you, I felt fear in the very bones. This that creature. I don't know it. Man, whatever. He is definitely one we should avoid at all costs. I felt the, the same way. I have just one more question. Go for it. Do you think there's any way that he could have been... Sisanian? It's a possibility. Did he look like a... Like a person underneath there? Anyone you recognized? His eyes. I remember seeing his eyes and... Yeah. I believe he could. But then again, it's been... With everything in the last couple of days, I wish I could say my memory is sharper, but it's actually quite... Uh, everything's kind of fuzzy and it's rushing. I, I wish I could give you more details. That's okay, Snowball. This is enough for me. I'm glad we both saw what we did last night. We can keep a good eye on these people between the two of us. I agree. Do you want more fish? Because I... S- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep feeding him. You know what? Time. Yes, yes, I'd love some more fish. Um, only if you split it with me, of course. How done do you like it? Do you like it extra crispy, or do you want it a little... Extremely... Almost black, if you could. As as inedible as possible would be good for me. <laughs> so, I'm going to do this. I'm going to toss the fish up, and then, like, like really put a roaring fire uh, fire under it, and let it, let it burn for a second, and then when it falls to my hand, it's, like, black and crispy. <laughs> so how'd you guys burn the boat down? <laughs> Well, well, uh, 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 unlike some people, I know where to at least stuff is on the ship. I'm angling it outside, so it's like not under any canopy or anything like that. That's that's an exceptional grill you got there. That's just before ashy. It's perfect. There we go. Grill dad. Happy to help. (laughs) (laughs) We got it. I'm your portable barbecue guys. Yes. Oh, we're two grill dads just having a good time. <laughs> so the remainder of the morning into the the early part of the afternoon goes pretty uneventful. You guys are just steering your way, trying to navigate uh, under what looks to be the opposite direction in which you guys are traveling. But Rad, eventually you start to feel that the spell is on its way out and here it comes everyone brace just in case we hit something okay i'll pick Trig is gonna stand in the middle of the deck and cross his arms okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna prep to break (laughs) i will hold on to a mast and brace my knees grabbing onto things takes more lives than it saves my poor boat gotcha (laughs) oh boy come on come on I'll take it. 22. The hallucinatory terrain fades away um, as what looks to be the south parts of the Rokewood eventually melts away into partially open sea and just two different islands, which, Rad, you would know as the island of Tutus and the island of Bouquet, um, as well as the entering of the Windspire Channel. Surprisingly, you are on course. It worked. 
Oh, thank God. Mm. Um, Big surprise. When the hallucinatory terrain fades, the calming-looking sea is actually a little bit more choppy. There's a there's a big gust of wind pushing a- away from you guys. But, yeah, you see the two channels. Are you immediately going to cast hallucinatory terrain again, Rad, or are you going to keep it? I'm going to wait till somebody tells me, because it, I, I'm assuming that, you know, Anchor probably wants to readjust the ship, and or we all might want to assess where we are. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to pivot until we're down the very center of the channel to avoid all possibility of running into these islands on either sides. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I get into a position like that, I'm going to try and, like, commit it to memory, I guess, you know. Yeah, we have a map, too. Yeah, we do have a map. Um, and I'll just position myself like that and try and get in a muscle memory, just start rowing a little bit down the center with the eye patch down, just so I'm aware of where to position myself, where the wind's going to push me, and I'm trying to adjust the best I can. Anchor, and anybody who was from Odenau, roll me a history check uh, about this particular channel before we continue. Yes. I have a 16. 16? Uh, 17. 17. Those of you who uh, who are from Odenau and those who have traveled uh, throughout the Rokewood know about this particular channel that, that straddles between Bouquet and Tutus. The Odenauans know it as Renuhana, but it's also known as the Windspire Channel. What's known about it is that uh, an unknown phenomenon occurs where wind kind of breaches constantly through the sea in little columns and spires and shoot up at various heights. Um, the Odenauans tend to like to use this channel as a test of their prowess and their abilities to uh, traverse throughout the sea. It's a very semi-dangerous place to be. <laughs> and we're gonna fly it blind. <laughs> fly it blind. <laughs> These are like... Knowing that, I, I, I think we should second-guess yeah. this uh, plan. I need, like, already... <laughs> Never second-guess your plans. Command! Is there any way that somehow we could hallucinatory terrain the columns into something else? Like into... no? It's just an illusion, dude. If we get hit by one of them, we'll definitely Can feel Can you keep it. your eye patched down, then? Sure, but he's gonna get curious. Uh, Maybe if we can clear this place in time. Take it up again. I can try and push the speeds if you guys are ready for it. Maybe we can try that trick we did back with the wave. Do you need me to go out back and push again? I, I mean, uh, no requirements or anything. I'm not going to force you, but it might help. It was, it was very cool before. I'm going to look for Do Are we doing that? Let me cast water walk on you first. Don't jump. Um. Not, not I'm just limping. I'm doing squats and kind of warming up my legs. <laughs> yeah, let's game plan and see how we can get the most speed out of Do this. Do we need to stop at an island of the port and get actual things? Or are we just trying to make it through? I think we should probably get out of this immediate vicinity so that we don't get eaten by whatever fucking monstrosity right, Rad's got waiting for us. And I do believe there is an island just south of us. If we keep going through the channel, there are a couple of islands. I'm sure we can find four. I know going back now would just um, double our time. We've got enough to survive that. I'll do whatever all my friends want to do, but uh, we should probably get out of here as soon as possible. How many friends do you have on the ship? Oh, one. Whatever his one friend wants to do. All right. It's so petty. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
actually, actually, Rad knew that uh, Trey didn't like him, but the moment he realizes that also Shoddy doesn't like him, he just his shoulders completely slump. I, I, I will tap on Rad's shell and be like, "I've never really had friends before, but I will consider you one." He's got two now. And then I'll just walk. Good. Good. I would say Robert. to everyone here, if you're gonna be going to be holding on to that anger, it's going to cloud your judgment. You should probably not be doing that at this particular moment, as I walk past everyone to get ready to run. Clouded judgment is how I make 99% of my decisions. Chef's kiss, Nuval, with the hair flip and walk by and everything. I love it. Just... just... Oh, 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 snowball, snowball, snowball. Can I help you? I can run real fast. I think I can only cast watermark on one person. Uh, I can still help. I, 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 uh, thank you, Trey. That's not my name, but I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> but how about you just uh, prepare your shrapnel contraption thing in case things go south? Okay, that's good too. <laughs> just again, tap him on the shoulder and I just. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. Can you do that wonderful thing with my feet? And help me above the water. Also, can you make it waterproof? I really do hate it when my it's just wet. It's just gonna be the bottom for you. It, I, I can't do anything unless you have, like, a, a shamwow or something to put on your feet. <laughs> I can't. We don't have anything for you. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, a famous wizard, <laughs> yes. shamwow. You've heard of shamwow and his... Shamwow sl uh, sl uh, slippers of oh, yes. non- Slippers yeah. of dryness. Slippers of dryness? Yeah, slippers of dryness. Anything for you. Um, but I, I'll cast Water <laughs> I've been through worse, and then I'm just gonna run gracefully, do a somersault off the back, and then turn on the what is it? Step of wind key point, enhance breathe, and start to push it. Okay. Brad, uh, if you could, I know that you did it back at the port, but the way you moved those waves was perfect. If we get close to these columns, could you keep me out of the way? Sure, dude. Perfect. Thank you. I'll not cast it, but I'll have. Uh, control water ready. What else is everybody else doing? I can do the, the big thunder thing and push us forward a bit if we need a quick burst of speed. Perfect. I would love right. that, Danny. Yeah. That's really cool. Shoni doesn't even acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but can you well, trick? Uh, I can... I'm gonna go stand by the sail because I know that we tend to have problems <laughs> with that. Yes, if you could be our sailman again, um, just let us know if you're somehow suspended again. <laughs> I think you'll Anchor, know. if there's no other place for me to go, I'm just going to hang around Trick in case something bad happens. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think that's a good place for you. All right. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a matter of when. Oh, I'm going to... That's what I was thinking. I'm going to get Baron settled in the, in the little hut and give her, like... Give her some of my seashells and like part of that taffy that I gave her last time, the everlasting taffy, and um, and some like charcoal and stuff so she can draw and not get into trouble right now. Okay, yeah. You tuck her into the corner as you guys continue into this channel. Uh, Anchor, roll me a perception check. A 16. As you're looking ahead, holding onto the oar and steering you deeper into the channel, eventually ahead you start to see this weird bubbling 
coming out from the water and it's still f ways away from you so you don't have to roll anything else but you just see this giant wind tunnel column just like shoot out of the sea uh, out of the ocean and you just see water splash out from the sea spray and it just goes up about 20 feet and it just goes back down and as hard parts of water just slaps back down to the sea but you're now getting into the part of the channel where you're starting to know why they call it <laughs> Windspire Channel. Roll me another uh, perception check. Now that I uh, kind of know what it what it looks like when these geysers erupt, could I send Paunch into the water as kind of like a scout, uh, staying close to the boat, but like maybe having a better vantage point of seeing when these columns are coming sure. up? Yeah, you uh, you kind of call out to Paunch and Paunch jumps into the water. Are you gonna just look through her eyes? Is that how you're gonna do it? Yeah, yeah, I'll probably take a couple turns just to kind of do that, yeah. Okay. I have a 23 on that perception check. Yeah, you, you keep pushing through. Uh, eventually you see that bubbling going up again. Rad, you would see that, like you can't see where it's coming from. It's like deep down in there, but you, you see a bunch of bubbling occurring beforehand before this just stream of what looks like air, but just like bubbles that just shoot up from what Ponch can tell and see. And your eye, your 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 good eye is like uh, covered over with that. I'll, yeah, I'll definitely call it out. You know, whether I'm <laughs> early or late, but yeah, I don't see anything other than what Ponch sees. Yeah. Anchor, roll me an athletics uh, check. Uh, what is everybody else doing? You guys are just noticing these spires kind of shooting out from the sky. Snaval, you're pushing on the back of the the boat, and it is kind of giving a little bit of speed, but not a lot. <laughs> But you're pushing the, the 25 right up against the boat about like five feet off the left side you do notice bubbling occurring it's actually like behind where even paunch can see but you notice it quickly enough and you kind of turn the oar hard enough as inspired just like right up against you guys just blow as you manage to kind of push you guys off course but you guys are now like veering a little bit to the left and it jostles everybody else who's standing on the platform is everybody all right up there Still good. Thank you. Rad will probably drop his looking through Ponch's eyes, and I think at this point, now that there's bubbles closer, he'll probably cast Control Water just to have it ready for the next 10 minutes. Um, using every round to push forward and kind of give the ship more speed, but getting ready to also like ship the, sh the, the ship suddenly if there's a problem or like we're not going to be able to move okay. in time. Um, Shorty's going to do something similar with like Thunder Wave off to. Whatever side Rat isn't on, they're gonna they're gonna take that side so that we have a little bit of balance. Yeah, you you go towards the, the back of the boat, Rat, and as you cast Control Water, pushing off on like around the boat as you kind of use it to kind of shift back and forward as like multiple spires start bursting up between you guys and you guys collectively between anchor. Uh, you, Rad, kind of shifting the boat back and forward. You guys are kind of weaving through these columns and these spires. In one moment, you see, like, two or three kind of burst up at the same time, and that's when Shodi uses Thunderclap and, like, claps through, giving you just a little bit of extra momentum as you guys kind of hard turn, almost drifting <laughs> again, <laughs> pass through this column. Um, uh, how, how much does that hurt me, by the way? Oh. Oh yeah, uh, all of like you're pushing the boat, and all of a sudden, Underway. like you just oh, no. <laughs> go white <laughs> as you're kind Do of blind. I... Roll me a deck save. Oh, that's what I was. I should have just stayed. Thunder is a con save. We just leave her in our fucking wake. No, no, we want a deck save, everybody. We yeah, want a deck save. Trust me on that. Actually, do the do the do the con save first. <laughs> 
An eight? Yeah. yeah. Now roll me the dex save. And roll, g give me that damage, Shodi. Okay. A very unfortunate so, 14. Eight, 24, 24, 24. Okay, so for dex, dex save? save? Yeah, you take all of the damage that showed he until <laughs> fort fort so that's 14 damage but <laughs> but it causes like the sudden like burst of thunderous energy from Shodi's hands knocks you off your feet but you manage to with one hand grab onto like the rail <laughs> of the ship so even though you've like lost your momentum you're still at least clinging on to the back of the boat <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm um, so sorry I didn't mean to hit you I'm trying to get us out of the way of the stupid geyser thing I'm so sorry Roll me a d20, Shody. Uh, I'll use a big one. I'll use the big one. Come on, big one. We're fine. It's a five. Okay. Oh god, Snoop all together die, y'all. All friendly. No, we're just gonna leave her in the wake. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, yeah, in hindsight, we probably should have, like, tethered you off or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too much thinking. Yeah, upon seeing Rad. that I've d done damage to her, can I actually like hand her a rope? And be like, I'm so sorry. Here's here's a rope in case you need to to hold on to us, or I can tie it around you if you want me to, or we can tie it around your arms so your arms are lashed to the ship so you don't get you know thrown off anymore. Whatever makes you comfortable, really. I'm so stop. sorry I hurt you. I really stop. don't mean to. Stop. Stop. Okay. Stop. 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 <laughs> My like my head like I'm trying to like grab like I uh, like I'll get back on the ship but like my head is like my side is just like it's overwhelmed right now so it's like I just kind of go to the floor <laughs> and just like get to meditative position I'm just like put my one finger claw thing up and it's just like, maybe it's just a few minutes I'll be quiet and just kind of hover around as like <laughs> low key protection <laughs> done fuck me up a little bit I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, Rat, as you as you are using control water, as you've been helping Anchor uh, navigate through uh, these columns and spires that continue to just burst up every now and again, you start to feel that itching, festering pain behind your eye. Mm. You did look into the eyes of Ponch, uh, who was a former seeker. What Ponch saw underneath the water, you don't know, but he wants you to uh, he wants to see what you see. I'm gonna try to ignore it for as long as I can. Um, it hurts. It's festering. It's itching. It's you're, you're fighting that instinct, but for now, you're able to hold off. Uh, Kenny, Trig, are you doing anything? You guys are kind of being tousled back and forth as Anchor and, and Rad are helping to weave between this channel. Yeah, well, there's not a whole lot practical that I can do. So when Trig sees these spires shoot out of the water, he's just going to shoot at them just because he doesn't know what else to do. <laughs> After seeing that, I'm going to start making my way back towards where Snooval and Rat and everybody are. Roll me a perception check. As you're, as you're walking closer towards uh, the back of the boat where, where Anchor and Rad are kind of positioning themselves and navigating through, you hear this kind of sudden burst of like wind move overhead and kind of rattle through the sail. Shit. But you don't see anything. Just the sudden movement, the, the rushing of the wind. Not to make things worse, but I think Bronze people are back. I'm going to slowly get back up. Um, I... The thing that was on the island is is here. That's let's uh, uh, 
as I'm trying to get it together. Where? I'll get it! Ah, I start shooting wildly into the air. Let's everyone on alert, the, the thing from the island has followed us. I don't know what I'm it is, it's just here. Run. That's all the thing I know. Get the child in the hut and then let's get you to guard the door. As you kind of mentioned that, uh, all of a sudden you get slammed with just a giant burst of wind that kind of like knocks you off your feet and pushes you into the hut. <laughs> Kenny! Shooty, shoot, 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 shoot. Uh, you can take a shot at disadvantage, Trick, as you don't see what knocked Kenny off of his, uh, off of her feet. You know what? Sharpshooter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. With disadvantage, that is going to be a 19 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Ooh. And I am going to make this a trip attack. Don't know if that's going to help, but I'm going to give it a shot. So in addition, uh, whatever, this will have to make a DC 14 strength saving throw. And if it fails, it'll be knocked prone. Uh, that will be 21 points of damage with the sharpshooter okay. bonus. Your arrow seems to make purchase on something, but when it hits it, it kind of spins in a spiral and just kind of juts out. It seems like it took some type of damage, but it neither was prone nor did it seem to do a lot. Well, we know it don't got legs. Right, I'm gonna run up and just do another roar of my hour breathing, so you have to do it uh, it wasn't saving throw or your creature, whatever has it. Okay, what's the DC? 12. Mm, that's a natural 14. Just as a, as a reaction to seeing Kenny like getting shot into the, the kind of that middle building that we have on the ship, I'm just okay. going to cast aid, um, but I'm casting it at level 4, uh, so Kenny... Shouty and Trig uh, have 15 uh, additional hit points, and uh, their hit points increase by 15 for the entire duration. It lasts for eight hours. Okay. It's absolutely excessive, but he's really <laughs> trying to make an impression. <laughs> Not my friends! <laughs> uh, Rad, roll me a con save. Seven. Oh, man. Here comes the oh, wave. You do manage to cast aid out to th- those who you had blessed it upon but as you do that the pain in your eye just gets so severe that it's almost like take a knee kind of situation as it just starts to burn and fester and and it just hurts and you you know it really really wants to see what you're looking at and it breaks their concentration yeah i'll, I'll probably like cast and then physically mm-hmm. like react to it so it, 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 if anyone notices me, it definitely looks like I, I'm in some way taking damage, and I'm like putting my hand over my eye, and I'm really struggling with uh, okay. the decision to keep it yeah. down. Uh, Should we roll initiative? Yes, yes, yes. We should start rolling initiative. <laughs> Please. I was just trying to find a point to where we could do it. <laughs> I got a 22 with a nat 20. A dirty 20. I got a big fat 8. 14. Um, I got a 9. 16. Oh, uh, real quick, Eli, did I take damage for being, like, pushed into oh, the... Oh, yeah, you did, you did, you did, you did. You took seven points of bludgeoning damage. But then you feel the healing life force of Rad's love heal you. <laughs> no. You know, I, I, I won't mind, but look at Dallas, Rad didn't heal me a little bit. Yeah, you already, no, you already like him. Kenny, as you're, as you're, like, kind of knocked been knocked into this wall and you're trying to get your bearings, you do notice that Baron <laughs> is in the same room as you. 
Um, and as you kind of notice that as you're getting your bearings, you notice like the, the sound of that rushing wind and you just see little Baron being just pulled out of this hut and is like now levitating into the air as it's as this creature is attempting to leave the ship with Baron uh, in its grasp. I'm going to go to grab her like full body. Uh, yeah, roll me an athletics check. You you do manage to grab onto her ankles uh, as the creature is now dragging you on top of uh, Baron out of the hut into onto the deck, and that's about as far as it can go with both of you uh, attached. But it's still like you all you hear is just like a tunnel of wind around you as you're kind of just holding onto Baron, and you just hear Baron starting to kind of cry as this sudden uh, <laughs> change of her situation is making her upset. Um, but you have you you have a hold of Baron for now. Next is Anchor. Uh, roll me a perception check before you okay. start. Oh no! <laughs> I have an 18. 18. Um, you do see about uh, 10 feet ahead of you the starting of the bubbling of the the water in front of you. Oh man! What do you want to do? Okay. Would I have time to take? A longbow shot and avoid the column, or is it sort of like a, I'm gonna get one, I'm gonna get the other sort of thing? I will allow it to be your bonus action, but you have to roll that athletics check at disadvantage to steer yourself out of the way. Okay, I- I'm gonna stay prioritized then. I'm gonna go full on into sailing and hope my friends have Baron. Um, so I'm just gonna avoid that column. Okay, yeah, roll that a- athletics check then. Uh, I have a 21. You go to try to grab your your longbow to try to, but that sudden bubbling and stuff like that, and knowing that there's not a lot of time before it bursts, you know that you have to sacrifice priority of the ship. So you take a hard steer, turning right to avoid that column as it bursts up against you and as you guys pass through it. Anything else you want to do? Uh, I'm going to take a free action to take both my longbow and my blowgun and set it behind me towards the others in case someone... I don't know if everyone has a melee weapon, but they can grab one of those if they, they don't have something okay. ranged. Yeah. You pull out your weapons. You set them somewhere safe where someone might be able to be ex- uh, access them. But you're waiting to see what is next for the sailing portion of this. Snaval, you're up. Kenny still has her uh, wrapped down, like, um, high up. They're, they're not, uh, Kenny hasn't lift, left the ground, but you can see that Baran is kind of being stretched between this creature and Kenny. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and do, uh, I'm going to do an unarmed strike, but I'm going to basically kind of run and then, like, use the side uh, railing of the ship to go over Kenny, so therefore I don't, like, them. And I'm going to go ahead and kick the area above Ron and all that, where most likely I would see, uh, like, however high that would be, I'm going to think, like, Okay, yeah. So it's, like, 15. Uh, 15 hits. Yeah, 7 point damage. You go and you take a strike at it, um, and as you as you kind of assume where it would be in Jason to like all you see is really is Baron, but you kind of take a wild swing at, above it. Um, you do feel like a force behind it, the wind you pass through. It doesn't seem like it does much, but you do lay a, a hit on it. Okay, uh, I still get one more action on that. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is above Baron again, so therefore I don't hurt. I'm going to go ahead and use my breath weapon, uh, and you have to do a deck saving uh, throw of That's a, a natural 19, uh, 23 total. 23, okay. So you succeed, but you still take some What kind of damage? damage. It's 
instead of 12, you're going to take six points of damage. Yeah, you, you blast that um, steam into its face, but it doesn't seem to move it, doesn't seem to waver, as it's still kind of yanking Moran away from Kenny's grasp. Which is your turn now, Kenny. What do you want to do? You're holding on to Baron. Baron is crying. And you just feel all you hear around you is just wind just blowing at you. I can't see the, like, wind creature or anything? Um, you can't see it uh, at all, but, like, since Baron is, like, being held by it, you kind of can at least tell that there's something there around you and her. It's in- invisible to your eyes. I'm just going to do my best to cast Guiding Bolt in the direction that she's looking. Okay. <laughs> so it's a one. Oh. oh it's no. fine. No. Um, I'm gonna use my movement to try to find the ground and walk backwards. You, like, holding on to, like, Baron, it's very difficult for you to kind of cast any type of spell, so you try to cast Guiding Bolt, but it just goes way out of the way. Um, so you decide to double down and try to brace yourself and try to pull Baron, but between the two of you, you're not able to really do any type of pullback as the creature kind of yanks harder and pushes you like a step forward. Uh, Shouty. So my 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 ally is up upright up on it, and um, I have Subtle Spell. I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but since I am part rogue, can I technically get sneak attack damage because my if I'm casting a spell because my person my person's up on it and I have subtle spell, or is that yeah? If the, if the spell's an attack, then yeah, I would allow it. Amazing. Uh, then I'm also gonna use Tides of Chaos to give myself advantage on this because I have one once once a day I can do that. Nice. So, um, it's a straight roll be- okay. because okay. you can because you can see Baron. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of get an idea of where it's at. Okay, so even with Tides of Chaos, it's a straight roll? Yeah, even with okay. Tides of Chaos, it's a straight roll. Alright, okay, alright. Then uh, then Shodi's gonna, like, run up and throw their hand out, and a bolt of fire is gonna come out... Uh, 14? Uh, 14 will hit. Yes! Okay. 14 will hit. Yeah. Uh, 20 points of damage. Wow, nice. Hell yeah. Uh, and they... Shodi That's looks... Awesome incredibly angry and they're gonna run up and grab onto Kenny and like keep like keep a keep a weight down and keep us on the ground uh roll me that d roll me uh your wild table yeah Yeah, roll me a d100 first before you do that an 88 88 you cast uh that spell and you're just like full of just rage as you just that whole burst of fire slaps up against this creature, causing um, it to let go of Baron as Kenny and Baron kind of slam down onto the ground as the whatever it was disappears into the wind. Um, but as you just like hold that pose of that, that fire just is coming out of your hands, you just start to just get filled with just an uncontrollable rage. As you are driven mad by the just the sheer rush of power, um, you've gone into a barbarian rage for about a minute. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, fuck. Nice. Yeah, you're like mad as shit, and you're just uncontrollably like angry. Anything else you want to do on your turn before? Uh, I will. So, so like all the things that barbarians have to rage, I now deal with. Yes, for the minute. Cool. Um, 
then I'm just gonna go and stand by Rad right now, knowing that he is. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, Rad, Rad's on the ground. He's ready. I'm just, I'm just standing over him, just like, like heaving with like chest heaving, shoulders heaving. They're like shaking, and just standing over you. And they're they're usually pretty gentle, and they look monstrous for a, a minute. Rad, it's your turn. <laughs> so Rad is like has taken a knee, and he's got a hand over his eye. But he looks up, and he sees that Baron is being taken by whatever this entity is. So he's got to focus on that. So he just musters all of his energy. His hand is shaking. He reaches into his kind of bandolier that he has, and he pulls out this big chunk of molasses. He takes a bite, stretches it out, and then with his other free hand, cuts it in half. And the moment he does, he casts slow on the entity. I don't know if you have to make a save. Uh, probably. One second. My notes. Here we go. You need to make, uh, first of all, it's a 40-foot cube, so Baron might even be affected by oh, it. But they need save? to make wisdom saves. Okay. Yeah, the DT's uh, 14. The roll was 14, natural. Then it's, uh, okay. then I believe it's unaffected. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you attempt to, to chuck this molasses into the air, um, but given that uh, it let go of Braun and Kenny, it's very difficult to see it as the molasses ends up just crashing down onto the, the deck. Roll me a concept. So to cast another spell. Natural 20. Ooh, okay. You still feel the, the, the residual pain of that you already feel, but it hasn't intensified, but you know, you're constantly getting that, that feeling and fighting that urge to to open your eye patch. I'd imagine by this point it's probably smoking even a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it started to get really, really crazy. Uh, There's a ranger behind that uh, <laughs> eye patch. Anything else you want to do, Rad? Um, I think that's it. Cool, cool, cool. Trig, you're up. So... Uh, remind me, I cannot see this thing right now. Is that right? No, now that it uh, it has let go of Baron, um, you hear wind blowing around, but you can't see it. I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to feel the wind blowing across my face, and I'm going to try to extrapolate its position relative to me, swing my bows in that direction, and then I'm going to start popping off. Okay, um... You can roll me a perception check at disadvantage, <laughs> and then we'll go from there. Uh, natural one. No. Oh, <laughs> right. You hear the wind blowing, but it's all around you. you. Roll me. You can roll attack at disadvantage. Okay. All right. First attack. Bucket sharpshooter. Natural one. Second. Oh, no. Second attack. Yeah, it, Replace those dice right now. Second attack. Sharpshooter. Unholy hat. Okay, well, it's natural 20 and a 14, so that's going to be 19 Sna to hit. Snake. Yes, 19 hits, and uh, I am... Okay, so then that is just going to be a regular attack roll. It's gonna be, that's going to be 17 points of piercing damage. Okay. Crossbow expert. Bonus action attack. Forgot to say sharpshooter, but that's okay uh, because uh, it might have been a good thing anyway. That's going to be a 17, 17 to hit. hit. I am going to make that a trip attack, even though I know it's not going to do anything. I just want the okay. extra damage. And that will be 13 points of okay. piercing damage. It's still nothing drops to the ground no. or anything. Okay, action surge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to do one more attack, sharpshooter. Even with advantage, that is a uh, that is a 21 to hit. Four. No, you're rolling a disadvantage, oh, right? Shit. 
I just have a crazy attack Jesus. bonus. <laughs> Uh, and that is going to be 18 points of piercing damage. Final attack, nice. sharpshooter. Fighters are stupid. <laughs> Fighters are stupid. Natural one, but that's okay. That's still a pretty Jesus good Christ. turn. And I'll end it there. Oh, Tricky, you, you like close your eyes and you try to listen to the sounds of the wind. <laughs> but you don't, you just hear wind and you just can't really pinpoint what it is. So the first shot misses wildly. But then you just start to hear something kind of dart across your your peripherals, and then you land a purchase, and just like one bolt after the other, you just land into it. As you just fire off and off and off, and then like the last one, you just kind of like try to do some weird off like like barrel kick move and like let loose the last one, but it just darts straight into the ocean. Um, you hear like this kind of like s- like screeching like sound of wind and, and uh, uh, of this like creature as you kind of feel it like like fleeing like the general area um, as you do it. It took some damage, but uh, but it, it was enough uh, to not kill it. But all of a sudden, you hear that screeching like stretch away, and all seems quiet. Uh, Rad, I mean, uh, anchor, roll me a perception check since you're on the helm still. Okay. Been a couple seconds. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Um, you uh, again yep. start seeing like off like the left side of the the ship that bubbling that's coming, again up ahead. You're gonna navigate around it. Yeah, I'm gonna make for the okay. the opposite direction. With enough time, um, sure. you you are able to just do that. Um, Baran is kind of laying on the ground, just kind of crying at your feet, Kenny. Um, as you see this, like, streaks of just, like, wet on her face. Um, looks like she's a little bruised from being, like, dropped on the ground. Um, uh, are we, are we out of initiative? No. The kid is dropped and on the, on the, um, but all seems quiet. All seems, you just, uh, it's quiet. Nothing seems to go on. Rad and Anchor are still working towards getting you through the channel. You're about halfway through for the most part, just almost on the tail end of it between you guys doing all of that. Again, you hear Kenny's at your feet, just the sound of the rushing of wind as all of a sudden, again, Baron has just gotten swept up again by this wind around you as it starts to lift her up into... I'll give you a reaction, Kenny, if you want it. Yes. Um, I'm going to... I think you're just going to hear Kenny, like, in the... A while ago, the way her voice sort of, like, split into two different Mm -hmm. voices. Um, That's going to happen again. And she's going to just say... Drop her? her. And she's going to use Channel Divinity Order's Demand. I think we're just going to do the wind person make a wisdom saving throw. What's the DC? 14. That is... Nah. That is a 13. Uh, They are charmed until the end of my next turn, and they instantly drop anything they're holding. Cool. I'm just gonna catch run back into the hut, if possible. What you guys can feel is like this circling of wind just standing on the deck as it lets go Baron and you catch uh, into your arms, but it's just standing there, just blowing, just uh, Anchor, it's your turn. Okay, um, do I see any pillars coming uh, around? Well, perception check. 
natural one. <laughs> the the sudden divinity of what Kenny does and the and you can kind of see this blowing of this monster. It, like you can see that like it's translucent form a little bit now at this point as it's kind of forced to stay still. Um, it's kind of taking your attention, and you haven't uh, you haven't noticed any of the columns. Then in that case. I'm gonna take my longbow behind me since fuck the columns now. It's gonna go bad anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot now that I can see the okay, translucent yeah, go for figure. It. Uh, am I at disadvantage? No, at I'll all? give you uh, I'll give you a straight so roll for this. So 23 for the first attack. That'll hit. And 21 for the second. That'll hit. So with the longbow, I've got 14 points of damage total. That's okay. with both uh, attacks. Kenny, does that break the? your channel divinity if the creature is attacked, the charm? Uh, it doesn't say... Oh, no, yes, it straight up does. Yeah, until um, oh. until my next turn or until the charmed creature takes damage. Yeah. Well, sure enough, it does Shit. take damage. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I had no idea. I'm so sorry. Okay. Stick two arrows into it. It kind of, like, goes through its form, but it, it still makes some type of, like, purchase from what you can tell. Um, but that creature just shrieks and you hear it just... Go back up into the air <laughs> and disappear out of your all, all of your sight. Anything else you want to do, Anchor? <laughs> no, I just feel bad. <laughs> um, I'm gonna sail straight, I guess, because I don't see. I'm so sorry, Zakia. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Last of all, it's your turn. Um, can I see it? Because uh, of the way the wind is moving, I would be able to see vibrations. Can I lock in on its location? Roll me a perception check. Gives me a seven. A seven? That's, all right, so I can put, yeah. From my perception of where it last jumped off, and my guesstimate, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, do. I'm gonna do a stunning strike straight up. See if I knock the motherfucker. Okay, at a disadvantage. That's one, but I get two actions. So there we go. We're doing it again. All right. 12. Twelve. Yeah, none of your none of your strikes hit. <laughs> no. So I'm gonna, as uh, my bonus action, just in case the little bastard decides to come back, I'm gonna hold and do like patient defense for later on, so I can dodge out of the sure, way sure, sure. in case. Yeah, you swing wildly, nothing okay. hits. <laughs> you decide to recenter yourself as you take a, a defensive hold. Sorry, uh, Kenny, the creature in front of you is gone. Cannot see it currently. Um, I'm going to. Stay in the hut with Baron, um, and just like try to like wrap her. I'm all, I'm very short too, but I'm gonna try to like wrap her in my limbs mm-hmm. and just start like rocking back and forth and uh, cast mass mass healing word, um, which I think will still get everybody even if I'm in here, and everyone including Baron will take four. Points of healing. Everybody, including Rad. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's not in the contract. If Rad is within 30 feet, then I guess, unfortunately, it will also affect him, too. Okay. And that may be why she's doing this instead of using other spells. Okay. Cool. Then everybody will <laughs> regain hit points. Cool. Then that will end your turn. Mm-hmm. Um, you cast uh, Mass Healing on everybody on the boat. You're holding on to Baron, um, but again, you hear that rushing of wind, and all of a sudden, just another slam like, strikes into you, pushing you over. Um, you hear, you feel like another, like, force of wind pass through you, but it's not enough to, like, do any damage, um, to you. You get 13 points of damage from that first hit, though. 
um, as you've let go of Baron just by being pushed up against the wall again. Um, and Baron has been, like, s- separated from you. Um, yeah. Um, it manages knocking you over, Kenny, to grab on and grab Baron um, as this creature is now making its way out with Baron up into the air, going about about 30 feet and making its way up higher. As you just hear the, the screaming of Baron going up higher and higher. Shodi, it's your turn. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I can't do magic right now. This is fine. This is super cool. Super fine. Um, sure, 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 sure. How tall is the, how tall is the, the, um, the, like, hut that's on the, on the ship? The, the hut is about, like, a little, 10 feet tall and about, like, 30 feet across. Okay. Yeah. And how tall, how high up is the, the wind again? Baron is about 30 feet up. Uh, well, then I will, mm, I don't like this. I'm mad. <laughs> um, I will. <laughs> I'll climb up on top. No, that's gonna take an action. Never mind. I'll just fucking shoot it. I'll just fucking shoot it. I'm gonna fo- shoot it with my my short bow uh, because that's all I can do. Roll uh, a disadvantage. Fucking. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Roll at a disadvantage. Uh, that's still a fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen will hit. Yeah. All right. Don't get damage on range, but uh, no one's close to it. Okay. This- uh, six points of damage. Six points of damage? Yeah, uh, your arrow makes purchase onto something as it kind of, like, tunnels and, and eventually falls out of this creature. Um, um, but it's still holding on. And then I will not do any magic, and I hate it. Uh, <laughs> I'll just, like, use whatever movement I have to stay underneath in case Baron gets dropped so that I can catch her. Okay. Or whatever extra movement I have. And I'll use dash if I have to. So, yep, that's all <laughs> I have. I guess I... That's easy enough for you to do. You you managed to get right above where Baron is, but she is significantly higher than you. Rad, you're up. All right, I'm going to run up to Shouty and say, throw me at Baron. I'll catch her and I can protect her under the water while you finish this thing off. And I'll hold my action to attempt to, to catch Baron once Shouty has thrown me potentially at her. That's it. Cool. That's all I'm doing. Okay, so... Remind me what I'm dealing with here. I'm looking up in the air. I've got this creature. How far up? 30 feet. Now, next question. How heavy is the sail? Looking at it, do I feel like the sail is heavier than I would me? say with its size and <laughs> material, yes, it would be heavier than you if you folded it. Great. I run at the mast. I grab the line that's holding the sail up. I'm gonna cut the line and try to launch myself up into the air. (laughs) All right, Jack Sparrow. (laughs) What? Yeah, roll me an athletics check. Don't I need that to sail? Do you do need it to sail? You do absolutely. Eleven. Yeah, I I mean, you you go and you grab the uh, you go and you grab the sail. And you you take your knife and you slice it and you hear just the the whining sound of of the pulley system and you <laughs> weren't prepared to be like launch that quickly up into the, uh, but you you are up in the air. <laughs> Roll me a deck save to see if you can even like do anything as you've been snapped up into the sky very quickly. Six. 
Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you get snapped once you hit the end of that sail as the sail collapses down, and all you just everybody else just sees Trig just flailing into the sky and then falling. This is not and going according falling. to plan. Oh my god, falling, 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 and he misses the boat but, and slams into the water. You take 15 points of of damage as you belly flop right. straight into that water. Um, I can't go back for you. But the sail has been cut and the wind and your speed starts to drastically slow. Oh man. Um, We're gonna have a child everybody, all year. Oh, after this. Before we continue, everybody roll me a deck save as as Anchor was not looking out for <laughs> for columns. 18. I also rolled an 18. Another natural oh, one. Oh, Nineteen. Back to back now. 30, 20. 30, 20. Uh, Trig, uh, you're in the water. You don't have to roll. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it seems like everybody... Okay, so everybody but uh, Anchor. Um, as, the sh- as the boat starts to slow, now that the, you can hear just the folding of the heavy sail collapsing onto itself, now that Trick has launched himself into the sea. Um, all of a sudden, on the on the right side of the ship, all of a sudden you just hear the bubbling anchor, and at the last second, you go to attempt to like push the oar, but it just bursts like right down here underneath the, sh- the, the right hole of the ship as it just teeters it. You oh. just let go of the oar, and you two f- uh, fall into the ocean, but everybody else seems to manage to like secure themselves on... Uh, on the ship, uh, but two of your crew members are now off the boat, is going and your and your boat it is now slowly coming to a very slow halt. The track really just for us too much. This is um, classic. Rad, roll me a perception like, check. Uh, four. You you try to like see how far you guys are out from the channel, but that's that painful stinging in in your other eye is just making it hard for you to to focus. Um, it's still just scratching up against uh, up against your face and you just I don't know how much longer you can <laughs> hold on but you all are starting to get your bearings um, you guys all can hear the crying of Baron 30 feet up in the air um, and it's just like the crying just keeps getting louder and louder is unhappy with the situation not wanting to be there she doesn't feel safe she wants to be back down with the people that she at least knows so of all you kind of just feel that that energy that you had felt in that one evening on watch like coming like above your head as you can tell kind of gauge where Baron is and you just feel it just building and building and building and building and, and the sounds of Baron Ron's voice continues to just cry like louder and louder, almost in the way that like Kenny's voice kind of expands and grows in, 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 in amplitude and sound. Um, as you guys just hear it, it eventually like you can hear the sound of the creature that's kind of like holding on to Baron is starting to equally just start to like screech and, and pain. And all of a sudden, you see just this like flashing, like pulsating burst coming out of Baron as you kind of can make out the form of this creature as it kind of like expands out of this light and then just be sucked back in the middle forehead of Baron's stone. You guys can also hear another kind of screeching from another one of those creatures above as it kind of seems to like run and flee out of your vicinity. And Baron is now just toppling from the sky about 30 feet up. Shodi? Yeah, roll me an athletics check. Uh, Oh, I had advantage on that because I'm raging. Rage catch! Yes, Rage mom! 
Rage Mom got a natural 20. Ayo. That is my baby, and that is, no, that is my baby. That, that's what Shoddy's yelling. They're down at the, that's my baby. Give me back my baby. That's mine. You rage, and then as you, like, even seeing that, that whole moment, it doesn't waver you from seeing Baron just kind of fall from the sky as you just take one giant, like, bound up, and you just catch her. Hold, catch her, and you just kind of slam down, and it kind of makes the ship kind of rot and sway back and forward as you all kind of are now left again to the sounds of silence. Baron is out like a light. She's unconscious? Yeah, she's unconscious. <gasps> Can he fix this? Can he fix this? Uh, 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 okay, um, put her down. No. And, um, we're gonna do... Oh, uh, we're gonna try Cure Wounds at second level. Okay. Uh, that's 2d8 plus 3. Almost, like, involuntarily rad with one hand over his eye patch. Um, knowing <laughs> that Trig has blasted off again, he's actually going to run and jump and jump into the water and go swim after Trake to retrieve him. But as he's doing that, he's going to lift the eye patch just for some relief. Underwater? Underwater. Yeah, underwater. And then when he gets within eye shot of Trake, he'll probably bring it back That's down. Seven points. Of healing. Oh, seven points of healing. As you, like, Kenny, as you kind of lay out Baron, you hear the splashing of water as you kind of see Rad jump over the edge and start swimming out to Trig, who's a little bit further. Anchor, you are easy enough. You didn't fall, like, too far away from the boat, so you can easily swim up and climb, uh, bring yourself back up on the on the deck now that the boat isn't moving. Um, cool. uh, actually, when I, I want to help pull Anchor up really quick, and then I'm going to discreetly whisper in his ear, um, there were two of them. There were two creatures. As I pull him onto the deck. Do you think it was them? Yes. And I'm just gonna pull, tell him, and then kind of walk over and check on the, uh, the rod. Um, I'm, I'm gonna leave a little, like, uh, I don't know, I'll wrap up a smaller anchor with a little, uh, string of rope, like 50 feet or something, and I'll throw it over the side just in case, um... Trig and Rad can't find the boat underwater or whatever, um, and it'll be a little lore okay. that comes out. Yeah. Um, Rad, you you kind of under the water kind of alleviate the the, the pain that you feel in the, the eye as you um, lift the eye patch and you swim as the eye kind of just like juts around and takes in as much of its surrounding as it possibly can, telling that you're underwater. Um, but eventually you get to Trig and you cover yourself up. Are you gonna grab him and like pull him like a lifeguard or are you... Uh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I'll, I'll have one arm on him as I start swimming. I have a okay. swimming speed of 30 feet, so even if he slows me down, I'm still moving pretty fast. Trig, you feel like, you feel Rad's arm kind of like grab you around the, the upper part of your torso mm. as he's pulled. I can breathe. Yeah, I mean, right. you're, you're, you're above the water, so yes, yeah. you can. I'm not pleased with you got work, dude. <laughs> but you eventually, Rad, it's easy enough for you to drag uh, Trig along with you, and you see the rope that has been casted out, and you're able to um, pull both you and Trig up onto the deck. Uh, Kenny, I think I also, I think I also would have just like mentally commanded uh, Ponch to kind of return to the ship as well. Shortly after you guys pull up, Ponch will uh, also climb. <laughs> up the side. Uh, Kenny, as you kind of lay down Baron, um, you notice that, like, the that matted little stone on the middle of her forehead is kind of, like, burning, like, white hot, like, metal that's kind of, like, smoldering. And as you're kind of healing, and eventually the stone turns back to its uh, iron-looking matted self um, as you regain uh, uh, 
health to Baron, and her eyes slowly kind of open up as she's looking at all of you. <laughs> and, and like you start, okay. you start seeing like like you know how like a little kid like is about to cry, and like her eyes are kind of getting wider, and like the tears are starting to fill, and she looks like she's just gonna say like just break out into tears. <laughs> she's just looking at you. I'm just gonna hold her in my arms if at all possible. Uh, uh, as quick yeah, as I can. Em- quickly embrace her and she starts to sob, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, just the bouncing and rocking. It's okay, you just absorbed a weird wind spirit into your forehead and that happens all the time. It might be a little headache for a minute. Shodi's okay. hovering uncomfortably close to you. <laughs> um, by now, by now, Shodi, the rage is slowly have started to subside and you just kind of have more of a, a numb and empty feeling now that that anger has kind of been washed over you. Uh, yeah, they're still gonna stay, they're still gonna hang pretty close and then they'll pull out like the, the taffy and rip it in half and give part to Baron and give part to Kenny. Well, I'll go fix the sail. That went totally as planned. I wanted to spill myself into the ocean like that. It went well. We were all Thank impressed. You. Thank you. I, I tried very hard. Is everyone feeling okay? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Well, you're all officially sailors now. You just made it through the Windspire Channel. Not anyone can say that. Th- those things, they-, they followed us from the island, right? I Rune's been so. talking to what, what they- There was another time, a couple days ago, we were almost talking to them before we went to the island, so they've been... They've been with us for a while. Oh. I think it's possible they could have been with those folks at the dock. You think they're the same people? Or agents of them. I don't know, but it's easy to assume that more than one party could want her. I could see well uh, how it could go both ways. I don't think it rightly matters. All that matters is that someone's trying to grab her. It doesn't really matter who they lend their allegiance to. Agreed. It's going to make it very difficult if we can't even see where they are when when they come back. Yes. What if we gave her like a little bit of a disguise job? What if we like dress Baron up a little bit so that she doesn't look like Baron anymore? I have a feeling they're, like, chasing her essence, not so much what she looks like. And they already know what we look like when we're with her, so that would be a dead giveaway. So we all wear disguises. Wait, wait, I, I, I hate to say this, this... He's... that's actually not a horrible idea. Is there a way... does someone here... is there a way we can actually have a, ourselves make us invisible so we can't be sensed? Ah, yeah, I've been here a million times. All you need is a little fake mustache. Okay. That's all you need. I've got some <laughs> makeup and paint and fake things, and like a disguise no, case, but I, I don't but... have much in the way of actual magic that does that. I think I have scarves. Okay. Two people roll me perception checks as you guys are mulling over your next next plan. I got it. Yeah. 23. Oh, thank god, I got a 9. Oh, uh, Trick, roll me an intelligence check to try to fix the sail. Uh, <laughs> there it is. I need to roll intelligence to tie a rope. Oh Natural my god. I mean, what? You, 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 you severed a whole sail, like, <laughs> it's more than just a squad of dumbass um, himbos. <laughs> the one and only time we're smart. I, lo- like. I love you, dumb them so much. It's great. <laughs> um, Sabaz, so you guys are uh, mulling over like the next part of this plan as you kind of notice Trig is also trying to reassemble the sail, and it's easy enough for him. He kind of looks at like the piece of rope that he severed, and he grabs a, like a new rope and he kind of starts to sling it through the pulley and, and, and getting it reattached as he starts to kind of re-raise the, the sail back up. Um, 
you don't see it, but you just get this sudden feeling in the back of your, your neck, Snival, of, of just that weird sensation of fear. But you don't know where or where it's uh, emanating from. Trig, though, as you are pulling up the last bit of the sail, you can actually kind of look out onto like the horizon and see like where you guys are actually uh, at. You guys have completed the like the end of the channel, and you do kind of see uh, an island off in the distance, but you also notice something else kind of within on that horizon. And you see a ship, you see a galleon looking ship that uh, seems to be making its way towards you guys in your direction. Do I recognize the colors um, at all? Uh, I assume Trig is noting this to everyone. Uh, yeah, I shout out, we got company. As, as Trig does that, Anchor, you, you go off to the side and you kind of look out to the sails and you do recognize those sails. They're Sasanian uh, Navy sails on the horizon, making its way towards you guys. I... Hold on, I know how to deal with these guys. I put out a bear trap on where I think out that where I think they would step onto the ship first. Nobody step in this spot. I Only think... let them step in this spot. I think we should make for the island. Or something, yeah. I think we need to get away from that ship. Don't you think they're gonna wanna They probably already spotted faster. us? We get away from them. Anchor So <laughs> fuck them. Anchor, how's this uh how's your stone? Can it, can we use your stone to get to the island faster? I think so. I, I think it's a way to go. I think we need to. We, we um we need to go. That's how I you highly know. advise that. I'll happily blow up a now, ship full of sissians, but now just to be clear, you said this is a sissian naval ship. I assume. I mean, there's a piece, but that's certainly unusual for these parts. Or am I wrong about that? I mean, various eclectic ships do sail across the Rokewood, including sissian ships, as trade is is common practice, but. Um, this is a this is like a this is like military royal like royal navy not like a merchant ship flying under a Sasanian flag. Right. So it, I mean it's somewhat unusual to yeah. see a, a battleship here, huh? I wonder why what they're doing. That doesn't here. matter. Let's get the fuck away from we them. We don't want any part of this. I mean, if Fine, experience could lend us to make any conclusions, they probably want Baron. I don't know how or why they would know about Baron, but given our luck, we need to go before they signal for boarding. Right. They give us that signal and we deny. So, what's the decision? Are we going to try to land on Gallon, the, the, the island, or Ivalis? Oh. Uh, I say we break for Gallon. You're going to Gallon? Yeah, we can get lost there. Maybe Hope I'm confused because I was told we could only see one island. Which island do we see? Uh, you saw this island, but you technically would see both of them. Just on whatever side that Trig was on, he could see an island. Which but you guys are straddling okay. between and uh, between these islands, so you would on the other opposite side see this island as well. And the Sasanians are closer to Ivalis. Are we going for Gallon, right? everybody? Yeah, what they're they're Gallon. they're about yeah they're they're rounding about Ivalis, about right here. And what what Got do it. I what do I reckon the range is on that ship? Oh, like they're on the horizon. They're they're very far away. It's, it's it'll still take time for oh. you but you guys have like completely stopped because you had to re we got a while but we got a we got a while cool. but we got to peel out of here pretty quick you have to assume that if you can see them they can see right. you we're small our, our our sail is repaired though at the moment right yes trick okay. has finally uh pulled it all the way to uh to the top and it's it's been re re-strung um i i think i have an idea about how to get rid of at least one of our problems this this is a big ship and they probably have a lot of like expensive stuff on it exactly what Hamukepa might want what if I 
did a little recon, and, and maybe I could draw his attention to to that ship and, and not that ours. Like or we could be proactive and we could just uh, take no, it out ourselves. I don't want, I don't want anything to do with that ship. I don't want you guys to, to, to risk your lives for it. I I think this is something that, that I can correct. Can you get back mm. to us? Can you, make, can you make it back if you go over there? If you're heading to Gallon, I know where to swim. I'm all for the sinking of a Navy ship. Yes, please. Alright, well, with without much more of a word, he throws you a shotgun and then just jumps into the water and Ponch follows him. And he starts swimming in the direction of the naval ship. He's not coming and everybody back. Out, and and no. everybody else is, you're turning the ship towards Galen. I'm gonna keep my eyes... Yeah, I'm gonna swim out for a little while, but then I'm actually gonna stop. And I, I'd like to... I'd like to take a short rest if I can. I can breathe underwater. I'm just going to kind of float there and watch it, you know, approach. And I'm hoping to get some spell slots back if I can. As you jump into the water as anchor, you you turn the oars uh, as you start make, setting a course for the island of Galen. Um, Rad, you eventually make it about halfway out as you kind of sink underneath the ocean waves. Are you no. keeping your eye patch closed? I am going to take a short rest, but in that short rest, I'm going to, as ritualistically as possible, open the eye patch and, like, just mind talk te telepathically, I, I, uh, you know, in the same way that Hamukepa talks to me, try to reach out to him and just be like, I have a delicious present for you. You sink underneath the water and the waves and ponches alongside you is kind of like circling around you as you kind of like suspended in the water. Eventually kind of just close your eyes and you kind of just slow your body down, slow your heart rate down, try to take that, that rest. Your mind just starts to kind of wander in the way that you do when you try to connect with with Hamukepa. Once you've taken a, a long enough rest, your unclosed eye just opens up and you can just see it kind of pointing in the direction of that naval ship that is now no more than 50 feet away from you as you can kind of see the underbelly of its ship kind of moving towards you. And that's where we're going to leave it today. Ah! Oh. Oh. oh man. That was, that was oh, man. Okay.